Hello, my friend. I'm Molly Summer, and welcome to Becoming Unconflicted, the podcast where we detangle the stories of the ego and raise our vibration through the normalizing of the ebb and flow of consciousness so that you can connect to your higher self, your inner knowing, and heal your wounds to become the most unconflicted version of yourself, living an authentic, brave, full-out life of adventure. So sit back, take a few deep breaths, and allow yourself to receive what's meant for you today. beautiful friend. Welcome to this week's Becoming Unconflicted podcast. This week's topic has been influenced by my own life. And so I wanted to share this with you today because I believe that We all have connections. We all experience the same things from time to time. And in sharing our stories, we build connection with each other. And maybe we don't feel as alone as our mind and our ego would have us believe. So today, we're going to talk about busy. And how to move from busy and into your natural state of flow. So let's take a deep breath. And allow yourself to receive what's meant for you today. Before we talk about how to move into flow... Let's look at all the ways that we are conditioned to be busy. And I am guilty of this from time to time. I believe in some ways we all are. We begin conditioning at a very young age. We put our children in after-school sports, in groups, And we zoom around from activity to activity, from sport to sport. And if we don't do this for our children, if we don't fill their schedules with extracurricular activities, there is a judgment that your child is not excelling or being the best that they can be. And so from a very young age, we're taught that being still, having time to rest, having time to be slow, is quote-unquote bad or not good. Our minds are 
wonderful, wonderful things. The faster you push your mind, the faster it's going to go. But the mind is so powerful that it doesn't stop unless you stop. The body has its limits, but the mind is ever expansive. We've only just begun to understand quite how far our, the power of our brain, the power of our mind, can actually take us. And so the busier we get, the more the brain thinks, creates new pathways. The downfall of this is that we can lose focus. We have what I like to call shiny-itis, where any new thing or shiny thing gets your attention. Some of us are diagnosed with ADHD from a young age, the inability to sit still. Children have fidgets in school because there's so much energy moving through their bodies. Our minds and our egos are built up to the point where if we sit still, we have fear of missing out on something. How many to-do lists do you have going at any given moment? The to-do list becomes longer and longer. If we don't get our to-do list done by the end of the day, we already begin to think about what we have to start our next day with. We feel stressful at the end of the day. We feel unfulfilled or unsuccessful. We rush through our tasks because there's so many on our to-do list. It can become so overwhelming. It can feel so dark that this ever-lasting wheel of busyness overcomes and overtakes your life. We begin to micromanage our time. There was a time where I lived my life in 15-minute increments. I would simplify everything to get things done within 15 minutes or blocks of 15 minutes. We glorify people who have calendars with multiple, multiple calendars on their walls tags and colors and systems to be able to organize their busy. We don't rest. We glorify when we don't take sick days. I can remember as a child, my father actually got a reward from his company because he didn't take a sick day in 20 years. 20 years without a sick day with no rest, and they celebrated him for it. When we go on holiday, we jam-pack it so that by the time you get back from this place where you are supposed to be on vacation, you feel like you need a vacation from your vacation. 
You feel like you've had a successful vacation when you have put so much into it, seen so much that you are exhausted and you haven't given your time, you haven't given yourself the space or time to really rest. Our mind creates stories of happiness, but only when we succeed at the outcome we are seeking. I'll be happy when I get this done. I'll be happy when I retire. I'll be happy when I make enough money. I'll be happy when I get married or have a relationship. We define our success by what it is we achieve, not the journey of getting there. We are out of the present moment. How many times have you told somebody, I'm just so busy, as if it's a rite of passage, as if it's a good thing? How many times have you turned something down because you have obligations or you just can't slow down? All of these things are why I like to call busy a four-letter word. It's toxic. Most of us are in a low-grade state of stress. We live in this place. We wake up in the morning. We drink our coffee. We check our emails. We start work before we really become grounded in our day. We're already thinking about what we have to get done. We're already thinking about what our children need to get done. And so we start our day never fully present. We're always in the future or in the past, regretting what we didn't get done yesterday. We worry about everything that is on our lists. Over time, this inability to be present because of busyness, because of fear of settling and being still, leads to depression or anxiety because you're not fully enjoying the moment you're in. It becomes a habit, an addiction, where you seek to feel the quick hit of dopamine that you receive when you get that little bit of anxiety or that little bit of emotion. This can create toxic patterns, toxic relationships that you go back to. All because you were unable to maintain a sense of presence in your day because you're thinking about being busy. This is just one of the outcomes of busy. 
Your nutrition can also be impacted. How many times have you gone through a drive through or chosen an option because it's fast? How many times have you heard the marketing slogan, make a meal in 20 minutes so that you can get on with your busy? We seek shortcuts within our nutrition. We eat processed food. We don't eat whole food or organic food because it takes long time. And so we seek things that are quick fixes because we perceive that there is no time to really put into our nutrition. Over time, this leads to imbalances in our bodies. Things like chronic disease, obesity, or weight loss, our hormones are affected. Nutrition is one of the fundamental building blocks of a balanced life. And when we're rushing, we just don't make the time. We don't create it as a priority. Busyness can disconnect us from our purpose, disconnect us from who we are. Busyness can lead down a road of obligation where you're doing things based on what other people think or say. So you can lose your alignment with your own life, with what's important to you, which can disconnect you from your passion and your values. It can create stress in your relationships. You can repeat limiting or wounding patterns. Busy is toxic. All of these things can be seen in your body. Too much coffee, trying to stay busy, can lead to adrenal fatigue. The catabolic energy within your body, things like fear or worry, victimhood, doubt, All of these are very low resonating energies. So they feel heavy in your body. They feel like you are being squeezed by a boa constrictor. Your heart hurts. Your shoulders slump forward. You physically don't stand up straight. You don't open your body. You may experience tightness in your stomach or your solar plexus. Your sleep may be disrupted. You may wake up in the middle of the night thinking of your to-do lists. This happens because when you move into REM sleep, all those things that you didn't clear out during the day start to tickle at your subconscious mind. They start to come up and into the space that is being created. So you may find that you wake up in the witching hour between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. where this cycle is at its deepest. The feminine cycle can come out of balance. You may have a heavy cycle 
or you may miss months. You may experience deep cramps or hormonal swings. All of these things are indications that your body is telling you something. Your body is telling you to slow down. For me personally, I believe that myself anyways, I have been living in this state on and off my entire life. And now I'm 43 years old and I'm beginning to see how my body is changing, reacting to the lifetime of stress. And my friend, I don't know about you, but I love my body and I want to cherish it. I want it to be healthy and vibrant. I want it to be as vibrant as I feel on the inside. And so I want to listen to it when it tells me to slow down, when it tells me to eat well, to nourish myself. But in order to do that, I have to let go of the busy. I have to prioritize the quiet time. And so how do we do that? How do we let go of the thing that we have been doing our entire life? Well, my friend, it's taken you your lifetime to get to this place and it won't change overnight. To expect it to do so is only setting yourself up for pain and suffering. But the first step is to give yourself the space to sit and reflect, to be still. Now, when you've been in busy your entire life, this can sound terrifying. (laughs) To sit still and just be, to be with yourself. I can remember when I was in the busiest state of busy. I prided myself in the fact that I never sat still. I would tell people that, oh, I just, I can't possibly sit still. There's so much to do. I enjoy being active. That's how I justified it. But what it really was, was that I didn't know how to be still. I didn't know how to sit in that stillness. Because in that stillness, that is where our shadows can be found. And until you truly love yourself, embrace all of yourself, the good, the bad, the ugly, and release judgment of it. To truly open up to unconditional love of yourself, it can be hell uncomfortable to sit in that. And so we avoid it. And this is, this is natural. But everything you desire is on the other side of that discomfort. My teacher once told me you must become comfortable in the discomfort. And it's true. 
Because that is where peace is born, within that presence that you achieve with yourself. You must get out of your head and into your heart. Look at yourself without judgment and get to the root of what causes your busy. Asking yourself things like, what do I truly get out of being busy? What does being busy fulfill in me? What do I feel when I let go? What do I truly want to feel in my life? What do I sense is blocking me from slowing down? And what is my heart asking me for? Asking yourself these questions begins the process, the detangling of the stories. To slow down, you can clear out your to-do list. Our mind creates the illusion that our to-do lists are huge. But when we really write them out, they become tangible. We can see that maybe they're not as big as we had thought they were. And so when you do this, cross out everything that you're doing in obligation. Just get rid of it. Because if you're not doing it because you want to do it, you're actually doing a disservice to the people that you're doing it for and to yourself. Circle the items that you're excited about. See if there's anything there that you can delegate or get rid of. Prioritize the items that you're excited about. And for the things that are left over, take small chunks out of them. Or do the things that you don't necessarily want to do, maybe like your taxes, first thing in the morning. If you chip away at them, over time, they get done. So those things that you don't necessarily want to do don't feel like a huge thing anymore. Next, declutter your living space your office, your closet. Let go of anything you don't use. Get rid of it. Donate it. Give it to somebody who will get joy out of it. But don't let your space be cluttered. Because a cluttered space creates a cluttered mind. Especially when you're feeling that sense of overwhelm your mind will focus on the clutter around you and it won't allow you the space to be still. Just like my teacher said, become comfortable in the discomfort. 
We have so many ways of avoiding the discomfort. Netflix, games on our phone. We fill the space with something. But to truly find peace, you have to go through. You have to go inward. So using tools like journaling, I like to divide my page in half. And on one side, I'll ask the question. And on the other side, I'll let my inner guidance answer the question. And I'll just go back and forth, having a conversation with my inner guidance and just allowing whatever it is to come out, whatever questions I have to be answered so that I come to a place of peace. Using meditation. As you begin a meditation practice, it's always nice to have a guide through your thoughts, something you can focus on until you have the mental focus to be able to focus on your own. Using yoga, the movement of yoga, to not only present yourself on your mat, but move your energy out of your body so that you can find that space within so that you can clear it out and listen to that inner guidance, hear it. There's so many thoughts going through our minds that often they're like leaves in a windstorm. Yoga can calm the storm so that you can see through the chaos. Using pranayama with a 2-4 Breath regulation, this is where I started. When you breathe in for two and out for four. So that your exhale is twice as long as your inhale. Just allow yourself to focus on your breath. The inhale and the exhale. You can use a mantra here. You breathe in, I am safe. And breathe out, I am present. Repeating this cycle for seven times. And then doing it in the morning, at lunchtime, and at bedtime. Notice how it shifts you. Using nature. Walking. It's one of my favorite tools to get out of my head and into my heart, into my inner guidance. All it takes is 20 minutes. It doesn't take a long time. And just allow yourself to be present. Notice what you are experiencing while you walk. Notice the senses, the smell, the sight, the touch sound, the taste. You can walk with a nice, slow, meditative music or no music at all. This is nature walking, meditative walking. 
And it feels wonderful to slow down in that space. Whatever you do, though, create a daily practice, a sacred space for yourself. Something that is so luxurious, that feels so good, that you wouldn't give it up for anything. Create that time for you. Starting your day with a practice helps you set up the day to feel good, to feel balanced, to feel in that flow. And then finishing your day with a practice sets you up to sleep restfully so that you can start it all over the next day feeling and waking up in that moment happy, excited, present, not overwhelmed. I never used to use an actual calendar. But now I use the calendar and I fill up my space first. I create white space for myself first. And then everything else goes in second. Prioritizing your mental, spiritual, and physical health, no matter what. Even in this time of chaos in our world, with COVID and all the myriad of other things going on, there will always be chaos. There will always be something, a circumstance, an event. But when you prioritize your mental health, your spiritual health, and your physical health, all of those things outside of you, they don't bother you anymore. You don't engage in them anymore. You are your own sacred island. Create a practice of talking to somebody. Because sometimes... It's easy to see what is blocking us from achieving peace. And sometimes we have blind spots. So finding support for yourself. Talk to a coach. Someone who understands what these blocks look like. The gremlins of our mind. That inner voice that always has a message that you're not good enough, that you can't do it. The assumptions that the past will repeat itself. The interpretations, which are triggers, things that push your buttons, oh, that you just can't help but react to. And of course, limiting beliefs. Those things that you've generalized and taken on as ways to limit yourself that you've accepted. Sometimes these things are so obvious and sometimes they're not. And it takes somebody else to reflect them back, to mirror them, 
to bring them into awareness so that you can move through them and into that place that you want to be. So seek out a coach that you feel aligned with or talk to a friend who can hold that space for you, who is strong enough to reflect back what they are seeing. As you move through your discomfort, you rise into your flow. Your flow is your natural state. It's this place of magic, of balance, of love and energy. As you let go of what is not meant for you, you create the space of what is meant for you. As you prioritize what is truly important to you, you come into alignment and balance with who you truly are. As you let go of busy, you rise into more love, more abundance, more stability, more joy. In letting go, you achieve what you were seeking all along. You achieve what the busy was there for. And you find it with ease and grace. This is my wish for you, my friend. That you come into such alignment that life becomes simple. And there is no more busy because you are fully alive in all that you are. So my beautiful friend, thank you for being here with me today. I hope that you have enjoyed this discussion. If you did, please like and share. Share it on Instagram in your stories, and I will share you out as well. Let's get becoming unconflicted out to more people so we can create a bigger impact together. Take what you have received today and begin implementing it into your life. Just one thing is all it takes to become a little bit more unconflicted. Have a beautiful day, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.